1: from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Coming up this hour.
2: Kevin McCarthy's push to become House Speaker suffers a historic setback.
1: FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried pleads not guilty to criminal charges.
2: We get more clues on Fed
3: policy as minutes from the last meeting are released.
1: And Kathy Wood doubles down on Tesla yet again.
3: The man charged with shooting up a New York subway pleads guilty. Plus, day one in the House for embattled Long Island representative George Santos. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead.
4: I'm John Stashower and sports. The latest on DeMar Hamlin. The Rangers and Islanders both won Big
5: East losses for St. John's and Seton Hall. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak on Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are on the rise this morning. And we check the markets all day long here on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are up 12 points, or three-tenths of a percent. Dow futures up two-tenths of a percent, or 65 points. And NASDAQ futures up half percent, or 51 points. And the 10-year Treasury is up 12.30 seconds. The yield is 3.69%. The yield on the two-year at 4.34%. NYMEX crude oil down 2.6% on $1.96 at 74 dollars ninety seven. Seven cents a barrel, and Comex gold is up one percent at eighteen sixty four an ounce. Nathan,
2: all right, Karen. We'll have more on markets in a minute, but we begin with political turmoil in Washington. After three rounds of voting, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has failed to secure the speakership. Amy Morris has the latest from our Bloomberg ninety nine one newsroom in Washington.
6: McCarthy continued negotiations overnight after the House abruptly adjourned when three rounds of balloting failed to elect a speaker of the House. This is the first time in 100 years and the second time since the Civil War that a House Speaker was not elected on the first ballot. McCarthy says he will not withdraw. We're not
7: that far away. We only, only need 11 more votes to win. So I think from the whole perspective you talked
6: to everybody, it's not that far away. Lawmakers will reconvene at noon today for another round of votes to elect a Speaker. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris. Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Amy, thank you. Well, this blow to Kevin McCarthy has opened up a rift with the GOP. Former acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney is co-founder of the House Freedom Caucus. He says Republicans who voted against McCarthy are being hammered in conservative media outlets.
7: They don't want to make it look like the Republicans are complete idiots when it comes to running the country. And that's sort of the message, you know, that's coming out of the House today is that uh, we don't know how to govern and that's not a good thing for our brand.
1: And former White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio and hear more of that interview coming up shortly on Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Staying in Washington, Karen, the White House is taking aim at Southwest Airlines. The Biden administration says it will hold Southwest responsible for massive flight delays over the holidays. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story.
5: The White House says Southwest Airlines failed its customers point blank. White House spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre says all cancellations December 24th were controllable. She says that is according to Southwest.
1: While well, every major airline faced challenges uh, from a pre-Christmas storm that, wreck, that wrecked havoc
6: on the aviation system, all major airlines except for one, which is Southwest, clearly,
0: were, were able to recover quickly.
5: And she says the Department of Transportation will make sure Southwest makes their customers whole. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: Right, Ed, thank you. Well, it's shaping up to be one of the highest profile white-collar fraud cases in years. The case of collapsed crypto exchange FTX is now making its way to the courtroom. And we get the very latest live with Bloomberg's Steve Rappaport. Good morning,
8: Steve. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. Disgraced FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried pled not guilty to eight criminal charges, including wire fraud and campaign finance violations. Authorities say SBF duped investors out of $1.8 billion before his crypto company went belly up. Bankman-Fried was released on $250 million Billion dollars bail after being extradited to the U.S. Prosecutors want a judge to impose additional bail conditions. Bankman-Fried's trial is scheduled to begin in October. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Thanks, Steve. Turning to markets now, Wall Street began the new year very much like 2022 with losses. Apple and Tesla led stocks lower with the S&P 500 falling four-tenths percent yesterday. David Dietz is senior portfolio strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. It is a new calendar year, but it's the same old problems continue to plague us here. I think recession concerns are probably at the top, particularly for equity investors, uh, because that could hurt uh,
5: corporate earnings, and that's the the lifeblood for stocks.
2: PPAC Private Wealth's David Dietz says he's concerned there is not concrete evidence inflation has peaked.
1: Nathan, and we see today how the inflation picture is impacting views At the Federal Reserve. Minutes of the central bank's December meeting are released this afternoon. We get more from Bloomberg's Vinny Dice. With
5: inflation staging a dramatic breakout, the Fed lifted its benchmark interest rate from 0 to 4.5 percent over the course of 2022. By many accounts, the Fed will keep tightening, lifting the federal funds rate to 5% or even higher. Bloomberg Economics says key drivers of the inflation rampage, such as rising labor costs, are alive and well. Fed Chair Jerome Powell has said central bankers still have some ways to go. Vinny Dell, shoot Ice Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, Vinny, thanks. We got a couple inflation readings out of Europe this morning. French inflation unexpectedly slowed in December. Consumer prices rose 6.7% from a year earlier. That's after record increases of 7.1% in October and November. And food inflation in U.K. stores jumped to a record high, 13.3% last month.
1: And finally, Nathan, Kathy Wood continues to double down on Tesla. The investor bought more than 176,000 shares of the electric vehicle producer. The purchase came yesterday as Tesla's stock plunged 12%. That's the biggest one-day drop in more than two years. Wood's exchange-traded funds have bought more than 938,000 shares of Tesla since October. And this morning, Tesla shares are up almost 2% in early trading.
2: Yeah, futures are up as well, Karen. S&P futures right now are up 14 points. That's a gain of four tenths percent Dow futures are up 79 points. Points. NASDAQ futures leading the gains up 59 points or a half percent. And the 10-year treasury is up 1332 seconds, yield 3.69%. Local headlines and a check of sports just ahead. This is Bloomberg. It's now 6.07 on Wall Street, 57 degrees in Central Park. It's going to be rainy this afternoon. Mild, too, with highs in the low 60s getting down to the upper 40s tonight. Michael Barrs here with more on what's going on in New York and
3: around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. The man accused of shooting up a New York City subway car pleaded guilty yesterday. Frank James shot and wounded 10 passengers on a Manhattan-bound N train in Brooklyn April 12th. He did not say why, but James conceded, while I was on the train, I fired a weapon. James said he did not intend to kill anyone, but told the judge he was fully aware that deaths could occur as a result of discharging a firearm in such an enclosed space. Prosecutors revealed James had been planning the attack since 2017 and even conducted a trial run. He faces life in prison. It was day one for embattled Representative George Santos in Congress, and it was far from a House party when reporters shouted questions. Do you
9: have any
1: statements to your constituents
3: The Long Island Republican did not answer questions and once in the House chamber, sat by himself. Santos admits he lied about his resume, including his education and work. There are calls for him to resign. The man suspected of killing four University of Idaho students could arrive back in Idaho today. Brian Koberger agreed to go voluntarily during a court hearing in Pennsylvania yesterday. Major Christopher Paris is with the Pennsylvania State Police.
4: Arrangements currently are being made to deliver Koberger back to Idaho, where he can have continued due process and face these charges. The father of one of the
3: victims, Kaylee Gonclaves, welcomed Koberger's arrest.
10: It felt like a cloud was lifted off of us. It definitely provided relief and comfort to know that things were progressing
3: Koburger faces four counts of murder and one count of burglary. Emergency crews sifted through the rubble of a building struck by Ukrainian rockets, killing at least 89 Russian soldiers. It happened in a town partially Russian-occupied in the eastern Donetsk region. A rule change by the FDA will allow a broader range of pharmacies to fill prescriptions for the abortion pill known as Mephristone. The pharmacy must meet certain requirements, and prescriptions can only be written by certified healthcare providers. Global News, twenty-four hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg QuickTank, powered by more than twenty-seven hundred journalists and analysts, more than one hundred twenty countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan, thanks, Michael.
2: 6:09 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here's John Stashauer.
4: All right, Nathan. Demar Hamlin's uncle says his nephew is still fighting. The Buffalo Bills safety remains in intensive care and in critical condition at Cincinnati Hospital. His heart was apparently resuscitated not only on the field Monday night but again in the hospital. Reaction to Hamlin yesterday from longtime Steelers coach Mike Tomlin.
3: It's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher and that young man being a Pittsburgher. I've
5: known that guy probably since he was about 12. um, Just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being, um, his commitment to the pursuit
3: of his uh, goals and dreams.
4: There continue to be reports the NFL wanted the game to be resumed. The league insisted that wasn't the case. But the NFL did announce the game will not be resumed this week. Bills and Bengals will play their scheduled games Sunday, which makes it seem they'll end up playing one fewer game, and the AFC seedings was determined by win percentage. Carolina Hurricanes came to the Garden having won 11 in a row, didn't trail until a Ke'Andre Miller goal midway through the third period. The Rangers scored three in the third, and they beat the Canes five to three. The Islanders won 6-2 at Vancouver. Matthew Barzell had a goal to assist. Knicks are home tonight for San Antonio, and the Nets bring their 12-game winning streak to Chicago. St. John's Blue a lead, lost at home to Marquette, 96-85, to and the Red Storm now just 1-4 in the Big East, where Seton Hall lost by 22 at Creighton. The Yankees have hired Brian Sabian to assist GM Brian Cashman. Sabian started his career in the Yankee front office and then spent 30 years with the San Francisco Giants. I'm John Stash, at Bloomberg Sports,
2: Nathan. John, thanks. Bloomberg Sports Report was brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off. In the Audi model you've always wanted, visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com. For more information, what comes next in the speakership fight on Capitol Hill? We'll get insights on that live from Wendy Schiller, director of the Taubman Center at Brown University. That's just ahead. First, S and P futures are higher by 14 points. Dow futures up 85. Nasdaq futures up 63 points. The ten-year treasury is up 13.30 seconds. Yield 3.68 percent. Nymex crude down two and a half percent at 7504 a barrel. Comex gold up 1.1 percent at. an ounce and the euro trading at 1.0619 against the dollar.
5: Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager as a fight over leadership on Capitol Hill continues uh, later this afternoon. Kevin McCarthy is vowing to fight on in his long-held ambition to become the next Speaker of the House. But, that dream has been deferred, dealt a serious blow yesterday after McCarthy lost three straight votes and failed to drum up any further support from his GOP caucus in the process. For more, we're joined by Wendy Schiller, director of the Tobin Center for American Politics and Policy at Brown University. It's great to speak with you this morning, Wendy. I know you're such an expert on the history of American politics, so I'm really curious to get your thoughts on where this stands uh, compared to other Speakership fights that we've seen in the past, as we've been saying, it's been a 100 years since the last time a speakership vote was determined by more than one ballot count.
11: And when that happened, um, the size of the federal government was nothing compared to what it is today. And that's what we have to remember is, you know, is the federal government literally too big to fail now? In other words, you know, can we have can we have dysfunction in the House of Representatives and still function uh, in terms of the federal government? And the answer is, yes, we can. But it will feed more power, ironically, to President Biden and the executive branch. We've seen this over the last 20 years. That power has shifted when Congress hasn't been able to get anything done to presidents, Bush. Obama, Trump and Biden. And the same thing will happen, which is, of course, exactly the opposite of what uh, the, the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, rebellious of the Republicans want. They want to undermine, uh, you know, destroy, bring down the federal government and Joe Biden. But if they can't function, then the president will have to function through executive order, which only strengthens Joe Biden. So uh, all their efforts to undermine the speakership actually go right against what they claim to profess to want to happen.
2: Very interesting uh, perspective there. Does this also give more power to the Democratic caucus within the House?
11: Um, I, you know, if, you'd like to think so if you're a Democrat, but I don't see how that gives you any more Power, except on things like uh, the debt ceiling, for example. I mean, if a new speaker, whether it's McCarthy or whether it's Steve Scalise, for example, is second in command, who may emerge to be the consensus choice. We don't know. Jim Jordan has said, even though they profess support for him, that people are voting against McCarthy, that he doesn't want the job. He's not interested in it. Um, it may be turned to Scalise. And if they, bring, if they could even bring a bill to the floor, which you can do with a discharge position, uh, petition, which then you would need Democratic votes to do, uh, then the Democrats would have to vote for an increase in the debt ceiling. So, yes, I mean, in the end of the day, for the government to function, it looks like in the next, at least the next couple of months, the Democrats may have to join with the Republican leadership to get must-pass bills um, through. And they'll have an incentive to do that because they have a Democrat in the White House. So there is a, a glimmer of hope for functionality, but it's it's not going to be a straightforward majority party rule. And we've seen, we've seen the seeds of this coming since the Tea Party came in in 2010. John Boehner couldn't get it done. Uh, Paul Ryan couldn't get it done. You know, if McCarthy had really turned against Trump, for example, after January 6th, some people argue, uh, he might have diminished kind of the energy that is is fueling uh, the rebellious 20, uh, but he didn't do that. He chose to go the opposite direction and embrace Trump. And you have to ask yourself, is he, is he really thinking that was a big mistake now? Because that has come back to haunt him.
2: Well, it's interesting because listening to Kevin McCarthy after he failed in those votes yesterday, he's saying now that he still has former President Trump's support. What does that mean for his chances as he gets ready for yet another round of voting later this afternoon?
11: Uh, the problem with that argument is that Trump's uh, ability uh, or persuasion for some of the newly elected members is waning. You know, I think they see themselves as new Trumps. They don't need Trump anymore. They've got the energy. They've got the voting base. they got the rhetoric. They've got the roadmap. Uh, they don't need Trump per se, and so I don't know that Trump's going to have a lot of influence moving forward with them. You know, they want to bring down the federal government's apparatus. It's a huge, huge infrastructure of in the federal government, and they want things to go back to the st- states, and they're going to do everything they can to, you know, cripple the functioning of the federal government and then show, hey, look, country can still function. States can still fill in the gaps. We don't need such a big federal government. Uh, But ironically, as I just said, if they don't do what they need to do, the president will have to resort to executive orders to get things done, and that will only expand the power of the federal government.
2: Only about 30 seconds left here, Wendy. How much longer do you think this leadership fight lasts?
11: It all depends on Kevin McCarthy. You know, if he wants to stick it out and keep going, keep going. Um, then, you know, he's going to make them continuously vote against him. And if nobody else steps up to say, I'll be the alternative, uh, then this can keep going. And the longer it goes, you know, the more delay there is in investigating President Biden, which is, of course, what Jim Jordan and other people want to do. That's what they want to spend their time on. But, you know, if you want publicity for Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, not being able to elect a speaker is not a great strategy for getting there.
2: Thanks, as always, Professor. Great to get your thoughts. Wendy Schiller, Director of the Taubman Center for American Politics and Policy at Brown University. Stay with Bloomberg Radio. We'll continue following the leadership fight. It gets back going noon Wall Street time on Capitol Hill. Head of the Market Open this morning. S&P futures are up 16 points. Dow futures are up 95, and NASDAQ futures are higher by 69 points. Ten-year is up 1330 seconds, yield 3.69%. This is Bloomberg.
5: Markets, headlines and breaking news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg business app and at Bloomberg Quicktake. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow, and this update's brought to you by Innovation Refunds. This is your daily reminder from Innovation Refunds to apply for a payroll tax refund if your small or medium-sized business was impacted by COVID-19. Innovation Refunds clients already claimed over $2 billion in payroll tax refunds. Get started at GetRefunds.com. Futures on the rise this morning. We check the markets all day long here on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are up about 18 points, up about half percent, Down Futures up three tenths of a percent or ninety-eight points, and Nasdaq futures up seven tenths of a percent or seventy-one points. The DAX in Germany is up one and a half percent. Ten year treasury up fourteen thirty seconds, yield three point six eight percent, the yield on the two-year four point three four percent. NYMEX crude oil is down two point four percent at a dollar eighty-seven at seventy-five dollars six cents a barrel, Comex Gold up one point two percent, or twenty-one dollars forty cents at eighteen sixty-seven sixty an ounce. The euro one point zero six one seven against the dollar, British pound one. The yen is at 130.34 and Bitcoin is up 1.1%. At about $16,850. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen,
3: the House will convene today as Republicans try again to elect a speaker for the new Congress. GOP leader Kevin McCarthy came short of overcoming opposition from the far right of his party after three votes. In the NBA, the Celtics and Wizards lost the hockey game of the Rangers and Islanders. They won. Capitals lost in O.T. Bills, DeMar Hamlin remains in critical condition after a cardiac arrest during a Monday night football game. Hamlin's uncle says that doctors reduced the amount of oxygen Hamlin was receiving. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan?
2: Thank you, Michael. It is 623 on Wall Street. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy may be hoping the fourth time is the charm in his bid to become the next Speaker of the House. For the first time in a 100 years, a House Speaker has not been elected on the first ballot, so lawmakers will be back at it again. Noon Wall Street time today, Nick Mulvaney, former White House chief of staff and co-founder of the House Freedom Caucus, is weighing in on the speakership fight. He spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew late yesterday. Let's listen in. I know this is more complicated than it being a so-called Freedom Caucus thing. What is the problem with Kevin McCarthy?
7: Let's be clear. It's not a Freedom Caucus thing. The majority of the Freedom Caucus voted for Kevin McCarthy three times today. So, no, a lot of these folks, not all of them, a lot of these folks who are opposed Kevin are in the Freedom Caucus, but this is not a Freedom Caucus sort of rebellion. I don't know what the objection is. You know, and I talked to um, uh, Ralph Norman, my congressman in South Carolina. I said, you know, why are you doing this? He goes, well, we're losing our country. I'm like, OK, I guess I, I agree with that because, you know, we're, we're drowning in debt. I'm like, I, I get that, but tell me how. You know, not voting for Kevin McCarthy solves that, and there's no response to that. There's just a lot of personal animus that I don't understand, and that's not a good reason. Sometimes you have to put your personal preferences aside and, you know, vote your head and not your heart, and I just don't see them doing that right
2: now. Are you surprised Donald Trump uh, couldn't turn this around by working the phones a little bit more? Did that turn into a liability?
7: Yeah, I've heard he actually is on the phone a little bit. I don't think it's a liability um, because I think he knows. You I mean, know Trump's still one of the best, you know, gut politicians I've ever met in my entire life. Say what you want to around him. He's got a lot of weaknesses, but he's a pretty good politician. Anybody that runs for president one time and wins the first time through is going to prove that, I think. Uh, he knows that if McCarthy loses, Trump will also be one of the losers here because regardless of the work that he might or might have not done in the last 24 hours, everybody knows that he supports Kevin McCarthy. So these people are actually thumbing their nose at the president, and if McCarthy loses, it will be just another blow to, to to trump's reputation and to his credibility and to his electability he, he was a huge took a huge hit in the midterms and not being able to get his guy elected speaker of the house would be yet another blow that would just embolden his his opponent wow did democrats pick up the phone tonight mick is, is
2: there is there a, a strategy here for hakeem jeffries and his early going to strike a deal that might help their minority status
7: yeah, I was over uh, in the Senate today. All the new members get sworn in in the Senate because it's functioning properly. Uh, it's sworn in the new members. I was talking to some friends of mine. I bumped into a Democrat on the train coming back, and he just sort of looked at me and says, Nick, when uh, when are you guys going to call us? Uh, and I think wow. that they, that's what they're waiting for, is they're waiting for a phone call from some group of Republicans as to uh, figuring out a way to hammer out a deal. We did this when I was in the state legislature back in South Carolina, and uh, we had somebody who ran speaker at about a third of the support of the Republicans and cut a deal with the Democrats and ended up giving them uh, a couple committee chairs to do it. So certainly the president is there many, many times over uh, to cut deals, to get speakerships. And my guess is Hakeem is, uh, is going to answer his phone for anybody that wants to call him tonight. <laughs>
2: Incredible. What a way to make a living. Uh, Great conversation, Uh, Mick Mulvaney. It's great to hear your voice again. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming back in to talk to us on what I know is a very busy day. And it could be another very busy day today when the uh, voting continues on Capitol Hill. That was former White House Chief of Stack Mick Mulvaney speaking with our Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. You can catch the show Bloomberg Sound On weeknights on Bloomberg Radio, 5 p.m. Wall Street time or anytime if you uh, download the Bloomberg Sound On podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get a check of this morning's top stories and local headlines and a full check of markets just ahead. First, Bloomberg meteorologist Rob Carolyn with today's weather forecast clouds today. We'll actually see some rain moving into the Tri-State area this afternoon. As low pressure
4: comes up from the south, it's going to be unusually warm ahead of that system. We're already mild this morning, 60 to 65. Rain ends tonight. We're 45 to 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and 50 to 55. Turning partly sunny Friday. Highs 45 to 50. We'll see some sunshine Saturday,
5: too. I'm Rob Carrollin with your three-day forecast on Bloomberg 1130. (laughs)
2: We're coming up to 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It's time for the five things you need to know to start your day. And up first, we head to Washington, where House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has failed to secure the speakership. The blow to McCarthy and the GOP has drawn sharp criticism from conservative media. Mick Mulvaney, former acting White House chief of staff and co-founder of the House Freedom Caucus, says it could open the door for a Democrat-friendly House speaker.
7: My guess is if it's not Kevin, it will end up being a compromise candidate more towards the Democrat side of my party, more something like a Fred Upton, and I've used Fred's name. I use that, you know, with a smile on my face because Fred's a friend of mine, but he's a very moderate Republican.
1: Mick Mulvaney spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the program weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio.
2: And staying in Washington, Karen, the Biden administration taking aim at Southwest Airlines. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean Pierre says the Department of Transportation will hold Southwest accountable for holiday flight delays tied to inclement weather.
1: All major airlines, except for one, which is Southwest, clearly, were, were able to recover quickly.
2: Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says the White House wants Southwest to cover rebookings, hotel rooms, and other amenities.
1: Well, turning to crypto now, Nathan, it could be one of the highest profile white-collar fraud trials in years. The case of collapsed crypto exchange FTX is now making its way to the courtroom. And Bloomberg's Steve Rappaport joins us live with the latest. Good morning, Steve.
8: Good morning, Karen and Nathan. Sam Bankman-Fried will stand trial in October on eight federal charges, including wire fraud and campaigns finance violations. SBF pled not guilty to all counts yesterday. Prior to his arrest last month, Bankman-Fried admitted to making mistakes but denied knowingly committing fraud. Prosecutors say they expect to lay out their case against the disgraced FTX founder in the next four weeks. Bankman Freed also faces civil action from government regulators. Those charges will likely be on hold while the criminal case plays out. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Thank you, Steve. And turning to markets, Wall Street began the new year very much like 2022 with losses. Aaron Gibbs, chief investment officer at Main Street Asset Management, says more down days for growth stocks could be on the way.
9: As long as we're uncertain about the future, it's those growth stocks that are going to take the biggest hits and your defensive sectors that are going to tend to hold up better.
2: Aaron Gibbs with Main Street Asset Management thinks growth stocks carry a lot of risk at the moment.
1: And that's the five things that you need to know to start your day. We're also going to bring you this headline, Crossing the Bloomberg Salesforce to Cut Its Workforce by About 10%. In a restructuring. Again, that just crossing the Bloomberg. And futures this morning are in the rise with S&P futures up about 16 points or four-tenths of a percent. Dow futures up three-tenths of a percent or 106 points. And NASDAQ futures up six-tenths of a percent or 65 points. Ten-year Treasury up 15.30 seconds. The yield is at 3.68 percent. Yield on the two-year, 4.34 percent. And NYMEX crude oil down 2.4 percent. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg.
2: Thank you, Karen. It's 631 on Wall Street and Michael Barr is here with those local headlines in New York and from around the world. Good morning, Michael.
3: Good morning, Nathan. The New York City native with smoke canisters inside a packed Brooklyn subway car before opening fire on commuters last year is pleaded guilty to terrorism charges and gun charges. Frank James appeared in federal court in Brooklyn yesterday, faces up to life in prison. In battle, Congressman George Santos didn't answer any questions shouted by reporters as he spent his first day in the House. Once in the chamber, Santos sat alone. The Long Island Republican admitted he lied about his resume while on the campaign trail. During her briefing, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre commented on Santos.
9: This is
1: something that the House Republicans, uh, the Republican Conference, uh, they will have to decide what they owe uh, to the American people in terms of uh, standards and service. That is something that they have uh, to decide on.
3: There are growing calls for Santos to step down. The man charged in the November murders of four University of Idaho students waived his right to an extradition hearing in Pennsylvania. That will speed up 28-year-old Brian Koberger's transfer to Moscow, Idaho to stand trial. Colonel Robert Evanschik of the Pennsylvania State Police.
10: My heart goes out to the families of the victims, their friends, the community of Moscow, and the University of Idaho.
3: Police say they have linked Koberger to the crime scene through DNA. The Russian military says unauthorized use of cell phones by Russian soldiers led to a deadly Ukrainian rocket attack on the facility where they were stationed. It raised the death toll from the weekend attack to 89. Meanwhile, State Department spokesman Ned Price says that the U.S. will support Ukraine.
2: We will stand with Ukraine for as long as it takes, as we have said. President
10: Putin can choose to end this war today.
3: Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael.
2: On Wall Street, time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here's John Stashow. All
4: right, Nathan, Buffalo Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, remains in intensive care and critical condition. His uncle says Hamlin had his heart resuscitated twice Monday night, once on the field and then again in the hospital. The family released a statement expressing its gratitude for the outpouring of support. Hamlin has a GoFundMe for a toy drive, and in 24 hours it went from having $2,500 in it to now more than 5 million. Rangers hosted the hottest team in hockey. Carolina had won 11 in a row, brought a lead to the third period at the Garden. Artemi Panarin tied the game 36 seconds into the third and then midway through. The by Kako gets it back behind the net. Drives to the edge of the trapezoid to the far circle. Kako to the point. of a jab with a flash and
5: scores!
4: This could have been deflected as well. 4-3 Rangers, their first lead of the game. Yeah, on ESPN New York, Keandre Miller got the goal. The Rangers added an empty netter. They beat the Hurricanes 5-3. Islanders Three goals in both the second and third periods and a 6-2 win at Vancouver. Knicks and Nets both playing tonight. Nets going for a 13th win in a row. The season began well for St. John's. They were 8-0, 11-1, but a fourth straight Big East loss. Marquette won the second half 55-37, took the game 96-85, and Seton Hall lost by 22 at Creighton. Brian Sabian began his career in the Yankee front office. He oversaw the drafting of the Yankee core 4 that led them to four championships. He then spent 30 years with the San Francisco Giants, winning three World Series now Sabian returning to the Yanks to be an advisor for a longtime GM, Brian Cashman. John Stash, and we're at Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? Okay, John, thank you. And the Bloomberg Sports Report was
2: brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today. Or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. Let's check in with our global news team for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world.
4: I'm Steve Potusk on KNX in Los Angeles. We're talking about the Federal Trade Commission saying there are no settlement talks underway to resolve its opposition to a Microsoft takeover of Activision Blizzard.
6: I'm Courtney Donahoe on KTRH in Houston. Americans moving last year were drawn to cheaper and less densely packed locations.
0: I'm Caroline Hetfield. Bloomberg DAB Radio in London. We've been reporting on new figures showing
1: food prices in Britain rising by more than 13% in the past year.
3: I'm Ed Corey On WWJ in Detroit, I'm reporting most automakers report sales today.
2: And those are some of the stories. Our 2,700 Bloomberg journalists and analysts are working on this morning around the world. It's 636 on Wall Street.
5: The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion.
10: This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. During the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021, The Biden administration granted so-called humanitarian parole to more than 70,000 Afghan evacuees to allow their entry into the U.S. This designation expires after two years. Without an adjustment in their immigration status, these Afghans will have to request asylum to stay in the U.S., a lengthy, confusing and expensive process. The Bipartisan Afghan Adjustment Act, which lawmakers introduced last August, provides a common sense solution. But Congress left it out of the 4,000-page spending bill President Joe Biden signed into law last week. That isn't just cruel. It's damaging to national security. Allowing this issue to slide further will undermine American credibility and confirm accusations of U.S. hypocrisy. The 118th Congress should resolve this matter without delay. Anything less would be a betrayal of America's allies and ideals. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPI&Go on the Bloomberg Terminal.
5: This has been Bloomberg Opinion. Listen for
2: Bloomberg Opinion editorials every weekday at this time. Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. Another story we're watching is another policy shift at Twitter, one of many since Elon Musk's takeover. The company will relax a three-year-old ban on political advertising to, quote, facilitate public conversation around important topics. Further details haven't been announced yet. Twitter imposed that ban in 2019, saying political message reach should be earned, not bought. Also watching shares of Salesforce up 2% in the pre-market. The uh, cloud software company says it's going to cut about 10 percent of its workforce in a restructuring. Salesforce says it hired too many people leading into an economic downturn and affected employees will get a minimum nearly five months pay. Futures higher this morning and you're listening to Bloomberg. David.
5: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures on the rise this morning, and we get to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning.
12: And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are pointing to a higher open, with Dow futures up 118 points. s and gained 19, and NASDAQ futures rise by 82. The U.S. 10 year yield at 3.68 percent. Gold is higher by 21. Oil is trading in the red, and Bitcoin is higher by 1 percent. Hong Kong rose 3.2 percent overnight, while European markets are firmly in the green this morning. And back in the U.S. on the economic front at 10 o'clock, ISM Manufacturing. And at 2 o'clock, minutes from the FOMC. In other news, Kathy Wood bought more Tesla stock during yesterday's plunge. And Salesforce is cutting 10% of its workforce. In the hedge fund space, Crispin O'Day's flagship hedge fund surged 152% last year. And wrapping things up, Bank of New York Mellon and Schwab are both raised to buy over at Goldman Sachs. Northern Trust was cut to neutral. And Boston Beer was cut to underperform over at Jefferies. Live from the first to break a news desk on Bill Maloney. Karen?
1: All right, Bill, thank you to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael?
3: Karen, for the first time in 100 years, members of Congress failed to elect a House Speaker yesterday on day one. The man running for the speakership, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, was rebuffed three times. Emergency crews on sifted through, emergency crews sifted through the rubble of a building struck by Ukrainian rockets. Moscow says that it killed at least 89 Russian soldiers barracked there according to the Ukrainian Rockets. In the NBA, the Celtics and Wizards lost. In hockey, the Rangers and Islanders won. The Capitals lost in OT. Buffalo safety, DeMar Hamlin, remains in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest during a Monday night football game. Hamlin's uncle told CNN doctors reduced the amount of oxygen Hamlin was receiving. Global news, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Karen.
1: All right, Michael Barr, thank you. It is 642 on Wall Street. And we turn to news now in science and technology with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. And here's us making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. The European Union is moving toward requiring COVID tests for travelers from China. EU health advisors have agreed on a draft opinion that includes masking and pre-flight testing requirements. Several European countries, including Italy and Spain, have already imposed testing rules on flights from China. Meanwhile, China is pausing massive investment. Investments aimed at building a chip industry to compete with the U.S. Bloomberg News has learned that top officials are discussing ways to move away from costly subsidies that have done little but encourage graft and American sanctions. And a steady slide in Apple shares has pushed the iPhone maker's market value below $2 trillion. Apple fell 3.7% yesterday, closing at its lowest since June 2021. Concerns about iPhone supply and the important holiday quarter are weighing on the stock. Exactly a year ago, Apple shares briefly rallied to climb over $3 trillion in market value as the S&P 500 hit a record high. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan? It
2: seems like a while ago, $3 trillion valuation, doesn't it? All right, Karen, thank you. We're uh, coming up to 644 on Wall Street now. It's time to check what's going on in D.C., where some of the top stories include Kevin McCarthy's speakership hopes in doubt after losing three votes. Also making news, George Santos isolated in the House as resignation calls mount even before he takes the oath of office. And President Biden promoting bipartisan victories as divisions royal the GOP. Let's bring in Bloomberg Government Reporter Emily Wilkins after a tumultuous day on Capitol Hill. Emily, you getting ready for another long one today?
9: Getting ready for another long one today. Mentally prepared for another long one the day after today. <sighs> I'm just it, it, it's it's really really a fascinating time. The a level of chaos on the Hill, the crisis that House Republicans are in, really can't be overstated. I mean, Nathan, no other legislation can move until they figure out who the Speaker is. And at this point, both sides have just really promised to dig in. Last night, McCarthy was making phone calls with members. He was having his allies meet with some of the holdouts. But it just really did not seem like it made much of a difference. We're we're not aware of anyone at this point who's changed their mind, but McCarthy is going to have to show some progress today his supporters are willing to stick behind him for vote after vote after vote but there needs to be some light at the end of the tunnel of today and and that's really what we're looking for in terms of whether mccarthy is going to be able to start peeling off some of those holdouts and cutting some deals that will ultimately give him the speakership otherwise eventually folks are going to get tired and, and other options are going to start becoming uh, more and more likely.
2: Well, what are some of those other options, Emily? I mean, you mentioned some of the supporters sticking with Kevin McCarthy. They include a couple of names that have been bandied about as potential alternate picks, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan.
9: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, there are questions right now about who would be able to get to that magic number of 218 to get to the number that they would need to become Speaker. And at this point, as McCarthy pointed out, it's not really clear that anyone has the ability to do that. Even though that there's a lot of support in the caucus for, say, Steve Scalise, who's the number two Republican, there are certain members who have told me that, you know, they feel like going with anyone but McCarthy is to give into this hostage-taking that's being done by a small fraction of of the House Republican Conference. And so there's a lot of concern about, I think, switching at this point. But look, you could see Steve Scalise, you could see Patrick McHenry, I think Elise Stefanik, some of these folks who have already had leadership positions with in-house Republicans. Uh, But I think at this point, it really does seem like a huge question mark. I mean, I don't think Jim Jordan would be able to get to 218. I don't think a lot of the folks that the Freedom Caucus would want to put forward could get to 218. Um, And then there's a huge question. You've heard about a consensus candidate, but no real names have been put forward. It's just not clear who Republicans could offer up that would allow enough Democrats to come over, vote for them and and eventually get to someone winning the speakership.
2: Yeah. And I guess there's still an open question about no matter who gets to 218, whether that person is going to have any kind of power uh, in the speakership. I mean, it seems like the position is really diminished at this point. Or is that just me?
9: I mean, to a certain extent, the power of the speaker is the power for you to unify your, your, uh, members and hold them together. And right now, even McCarthy, if McCarthy does wind up getting to yes, his power to do that has been very much diminished. These fringe members have seen that they are able to really stop the process and hold things up if just a couple of them stick together. McCarthy's working with very narrow margins, the same, frankly, that Pelosi worked with last time. And so, yes, there's that. And then, of course, there's the House rules. I know those are super wonky. I'm <laughs> not going to get into the nitty gritty of them. But the thing about the rules is that the rules dictate. Who has the power in the chamber? And that's what this all boils down to. These rank and file members, they want to have more power. They want to have more say. Some folks argue that that's a perfectly good thing, but the fact of the matter is that the more power you give to, uh, at the average member, the harder it can be to get things done.
2: And in our last minute here, Emily, while all this turmoil continues to unfold on Capitol Hill, here's President Biden heading back out on the road promoting his agenda.
9: And promoting it with Mitch McConnell, which I think is the most interesting part. How wild, right? Exactly. And you wonder, I mean, uh, the, the speculation, of course, is that, you know, Biden is considering running in 2024. The last time he ran, he ran as a consensus candidate. He has a few things to show for that. He can point to things like the infrastructure bill and say, hey, I got Republican support for this one. Uh, but, you know, I think there's still a sense that it, there's still a lot of partisanship in the U.S. There's still a lot of desire for people to come together. And this trip could be something that Biden begins to use as he tries to build up a 2024 campaign. It could also be helpful as he tries to figure out how he's going to wind up raising the debt ceiling, funding the government and doing all the other must pass bills that he does, especially with, with the house uh, being as acrimonious as it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, first they've got to get a speaker decided before they can move any bills, as you mentioned, just a few minutes ago. So uh Bloomberg government's Emily Wilkins, um, I guess brace yourself for what's to come for the next day, maybe several days as the fight unfolds on Capitol Hill. And you can read more about it on Bloomberg.com and on the Bloomberg Terminal. Follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington at Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Right now, S&P futures are higher by 16 points. Dow futures up 98 and NASDAQ futures higher by 75 points. Now they just keep rising. Ten-year treasury is up 1630 seconds now for a yield of 3.67 percent. And you're listening to Bloomberg Day Rate.
5: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. Stocks on the rise this morning along with U.S. Stock Index Futures as favorable news reports from China and data from Europe boosts risk appetite. We check the markets all day long here on Bloomberg. S&P futures up 18 points or half percent. Dow futures up a third of a percent or 112 points. And NASDAQ futures up seven-tenths of a percent or about 80 points. Index in Germany is up 1.7 percent. Ten-year Treasury up 1630 seconds, yield 3.67 percent. They yield on the two-year, 4.33 percent, Imex crude oil is down 2.6% at $1.98 at $74.96 a barrel. Comex gold up more than 1% or $19.50 at 18.6560 dollars an ounce. The euro 1.0607 against the dollar. British pound 1.2050. The yen at won And Bitcoin is up more than 1% at about $16,800. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Nathan.
2: All right, Karen. Thank you. 656 on Wall Street ahead of Bloomberg Surveillance starting in just a few minutes. We want to take a look at some of the names moving in this pre-market. We're joined by Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent, Kriti Gupta. Happy New Year, Kriti. I see we've just broken the news a few minutes ago that uh, Salesforce is getting ready to restructure, getting ready to cut some jobs, and looks like the stock's getting a bit of a pop uh, on the back of that.
6: Yeah, Happy New Year. You are starting to see a little bit of a new strategy being taken by Salesforce in 2023. They are cutting 10% of their workforce, seeing up to $2.1 billion in charges. Now, this is really important because, of course, a 10% cut in workforce is not necessarily happy news for for anyone from a human impact. But what you have seen from a lot of these tech companies that are kind of cutting back is this idea that they're actually getting rewarded for it in the stock market. And the logic here is simple. They are actually being able to cut back on those costs and able to perhaps reinvest that money elsewhere. And that's usually seen as a positive um, when you look at the investment scenario. So CRM is the ticker there. It is up about 2.8% in the pre-market. It's not the only one, though. You do have a pretty big move showing up in some of these Chinese ADRs. Alibaba is our poster child for that. B-A-B-A, up 7.1% essentially comes after Ant's approved fundraising plan. is starting to boost a little bit of optimism when it comes to the Chinese regulatory space. This is a pretty big deal because of course we know not only is Alibaba kind of our poster child for all things China when it comes to the investment case and how much people really want to hop into the ADRs, but also because Ant Group itself wanted to become this big kind of behemoth. The idea that I want to take on a kind of financial business in addition to its com- commercial business and was then the target of uh, the Chinese government for a very long time. And speaking of China, uh, you are seeing not just Alibaba, but all the ADRs actually up by quite a bit. BABA shares up about 7% in the pre-market. And they're also coming out with a new plan, Nathan, to... Uh, talk about subsidies when it comes to easing some of the semiconductor materials. So you are seeing a lot of the chip stocks higher around the world as well saying, you know what, we're going to try to compete given some of the restrictions the U.S. has put and we are still um, going to do it by lowering those material costs down. So names like Micron for example, MU, up about 3.8% in the pre-market. Now
2: we got to talk about uh, Tesla as well this morning, Creedy, because it looks like once again, Kathy Wood has bought the dip.
6: They absolutely have and it's good enough for uh, investors to follow suit TSLA shares up 1.4%. Uh, let's see how long it lasts, though. Some of this might just be kind of a reaction from some of the pain we saw yesterday. I want to end, Nathan, very quickly with Microsoft. Shares are actually down 2% after UBS downgraded the company to a neutral from a buy, saying that their cloud computing services businesses may see a steep growth deceleration that could be worse than expected. MSFT is the ticker there.
2: Yeah, more potential macro headwinds. Big call there from UBS. Thanks for this. As always, Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent. Kriti Gupta with us this morning. S&P futures right now up 14 points, Dow futures up 91, Nasdaq futures up 67 points. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. I'm Nathan Hager along with Karen Moscow. It is 6:59 on Wall Street and Bloomberg Surveillance with Tom Keane,
5: Jonathan Farrell and Lisa Abramowitz starts right now. Live from the financial capital of the world, broadcasting across the globe. This is WBBR New York, Bloomberg 1130.
8: There are a lot of real fundamental issues that are going to be pulling down inflation. Next quarter or two, we stay.